things that have been stirring. And I don't know if you can feel it, but if you can't, some of you can see it. Sometimes, you know, it'd be, it'd be like one of those movies. You ever watch one of those movies where the, they look out on the water still and all of a sudden you see the water begin to ripple and you're thinking, oh, no, what is that? And then you hear the music, dun, 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 dun. right? And then, something, and then you think, oh, there's something there. There is something in the spirit. God is up to something because if you, if you can feel it, you're beginning to sense it. And it can be, it, how can you know, it can be, it can be difficult, because when God is up to something and there's change that's in the air, you can get uncomfortable. See, sometimes we want a life just of comfort, don't we? Oh, just give me life comfort, maybe make it nice and easy. You know, but how many of you know, uh, well, uh, Danny Silk was sharing in the, in the DVD that there was a, what an African proverb said, that, a, that calm waters don't make a skilled sailor. It's when the waters get rough that you become skilled at what you're doing. So I know that God is up to something. So the year 2012, this is the year 2012. How many of you, well, maybe don't raise your hand, but how many of you thought, man, I wouldn't even see this day? I mean, it's like, I wouldn't even see this day. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, I thought after 2000 it would be over. <laughs> and it's like, okay, here we are. It's 2012, and there's prophetic words up to 2026. And, you know, there's just some things that are going that I wanted. I really felt this morning that we really needed to release some prophetic words. Let me tell you a little bit about the prophetic. The prophetic is not the psychic, Okay. The psychic is usually a person that has a prophetic gifting that the enemy has captured and he's using for his service. But the prophetic is just releasing what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Now, prophetic words should be edifying, encouraging, and uplifting to the hearer. You can look that up in, I think it's 1 Corinthians 15 or 16, chapter 14, 15 or 16, somewhere in there, 14 maybe. It's edifying and uplifting and encouraging to those that hear. It consoles those that hear the word. The prophetic word can ignite something. The prophetic word can do something inside you. It's almost like a, something that's, you know, it clicks the switch. You know what I mean? It catches. It's like, Tew! it may be the spark that lights the fire that, that burns up what needs to be burned up. That prophetic word is there. So we've asked uh, some that, to just, I'm saying, are you hearing from the Lord and what's the Lord saying to us today? So I don't have a, you know, a way to do this, but we're just going to, we're just going to do this. But let me, let me, let me first tell you this, is that the year 2012, the number 12 means, means government, okay? There were 12 tribes of Israel, 12 times 2 is 24, there's 24 elders on the throne, are you with me? So 12 means government. That, that's, that's the number that means government. So when we look at that and we're coming into a place, you keep that in mind in some of the prophetic word that you hear. Okay, Pastor Virginia, I, I've called her up and I said, look, I, I really want you to, I know the Lord's been speaking to you. I'd like you to share what the Lord's been speaking to you. And Linda's got a word this morning. Kelly's got something this morning. Ask Pastor Sean. And believe it or not, this, I, I, yesterday I was sitting down there and I was like, Lord, what is it? And he just started giving me some things. He doesn't give me these real long dissertation things. Mine can be like a short sentence, you know, because I'm kind of a one-task kind of guy, you know. I, and mine's got to be like, you know, go. And they're like, when? Uh, now. Okay, okay, now. I got that. I'm gone. 
You know what I mean? It was like, what, when after I get my bags packed, when I get the car with gas, what I got to do, you know, it's one of those deals. It was like God just has to speak to me in, you know, one or two words, and then I'm like, okay, I can take that now. So I'm going to have you come on up and just share. What we've asked to do is, is what word do you have that you feel like that the Lord is wanting to release? You're at a special place today. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're glad you're here. You, you, to turn to your neighbor and say, you're going to get something today, all right? You're going to get something today. Before I give this to her, the prophetic word is not weird. The prophetic word is not scary. The prophetic word is God speaking to us to ignite something, to change something, to encourage you, to give you strength, those things. So let's just receive what God has for us. And you can go through the whole book of Corinthians and talk about the spiritual gifts. And Paul said that he wants us to prophesy that we should all all prophesy, speak prophetically, speak something edifying, encouraging, and uplifting to the hearer. So it's not just speaking forth something so we can say, okay, well, that was really nice. This morning, let your spirit be open to be ignited. Say something's going to change. We're, say it again, something's going to change. And 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 we're gonna we're gonna release some things this morning, but I'm gonna turn it over to you. Let you get us started. So why didn't I know you were gonna turn it over to me? <laughs> always surprised, always surprised. Uh, I've also asked Linda Poston and Paula if they have something because you know we are a prophetic church. In case you haven't figured that out, we honor the prophetic which pastor's already told you. And so I have several people who God is using in the prophetic. And um, so you want me to go first, is that right? Or do you want... Probably they'd probably prefer, since mine's long, naturally. So... Um, all right, Kelly... Linda, come up here. Linda, Poston, come up here. Where's Paula? Sean? Look at all these awesome people. You thought it was just me, didn't you? It's not. Praise God. And I know there's probably more of you out there. We just haven't... Um, all right, who wants to volunteer? Anybody? Sean wants to be first. All right. I'm back there going, I don't know why I want to go first, but I guess maybe just because some of the things that Pastor Eric has been saying, and, and I imagine you'll probably hear that because it's almost like these things are floating out there, and we all pull so many common elements, so you'll probably hear the same thing over and over today. Um, um this was this has been an adventure to have this morning. <coughs> um, most of you know I'm a new parent, even though I've had my son's you know ten months, eleven months old. It's been um, it's been an adventure. I have such tremendous expect respect for anybody who has one child, two child. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Three children and and then anything else. And so I just have amazing respect for parents today. And um, anyway, so. He was trying to help me type this early this morning. <laughs> anyway, so 2012. Um, wow, I sound really loud up here, so I don't know. I guess the Lord wants us to hear this loud and clear. 
a, a season for dreams and visions to come to pass. And I know that whatever I'm releasing, you know, it's going to be something that I'll be ministering on throughout this year. But dreams and visions impossible for us to make happen will manifest this year through the love and power of our God. Small dreams will be fulfilled this year and big dreams, which will take the rest of our lives to live out. Not just our dreams and visions, but his as well. As we partner with heaven, co-labor with him, ruling and reigning as his representatives in this, in the earth in this hour. This is a time for reworking and restructuring as our lives, our families, and our communities become a literal manifestation of his kingdom coming and his will being done. This is not just something we pray and vaguely think, yeah, that would be a good idea. But it's something that's on purpose and a directed manifestation of the government of God. I didn't know about that 12 thing. That's why it's like, I want to go first. I want to go first. Um, <coughs> anyway, a directed manifestation of the government of God, his direction, coming into and through our lives where we see the plan in advance where we know what God wants to do and where we exercise our faith to see it come to pass. That's the colibri. Where we will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that we had something to do with that. We had everything to do with that. Our God is ready and waiting to get started. What are we waiting for? I'm like, Sean, I can't wait to do mine. Um, but kind of like Pastor Eric, and I guess I want to share this just for a second because I want you to know how easily God can speak to you. Um, for those of you who know me, you know I'm always talking about entering into the secret place of the Most High and how I love to get in this wonderful secret place with God so that I can hear from Him. But yesterday was rather busy. It was He called me the night before, and which I knew this was coming, so I had been talking to God, but... Um, I reached for the phone to call a friend who had lost his mother. And I started hearing the Lord. And I'm like, oh, okay, but I need to call him and let him know I'm thinking about him, you know. And the Lord kept saying, look for the 12. And I'm like, Sean, I didn't know that was the government. Because this this whole word from God was really different than what I usually get from him. So you just have to know that when you hear something a little unusual, that can be God speaking to you in a new way. He has new things for us this year. And so he said, look for the 12. The 12 comes only once in 100 years. So I'll never see the 12 on this earth again. Isn't that interesting? I thought that was... Well, it's like, okay. And he said, there is safety in 12. You go out in groups, like four groups of three equals 12, and there's safety and strength in that. And, you know, all the time we're told to not, especially in big cities, to not walk out alone, you know. And when we send ministry teams out, we go in groups of at least three usually. And so the Lord said, their safety and their strength. 
It is the year of completion in numbers. Complete in numbers, no loners. 2011, I brought you to the knowledge and revelation of my love. Loving as I do, you found acceptance of one another and your sonship in me. This year will bring that love walk into a work together walk. I like that. <coughs> your differences are your completeness. That is awesome. Because I think about my husband as his opposite from me as you could possibly get, and yet he's my completeness. And, the, and it makes us function better. So your, all of our differences here is our completeness. So let yourself go so you can complete the purposes I have for Living Word Fellowship. It is time to step up, come up to the higher call I have for you. I am looking for the twelves. I am looking for you. And I thought of the scripture where he says, the eyes of the Lord look to and fro, you know. And so he's looking for you to be one of the twelves that will step up and serve in Living Word Fellowship this year. God bless you all. I love you. I thought maybe you gave up on me. Uh, Pastor Eric is right. Something's different in the heavenlies. There's a stirring. It's almost like if you sit down for five minutes, you begin to get a download from what's going on in the spiritual realm. And this is something that I've dreamed about. Um, I've had words on, and it just keeps coming to me over and over. And that is Living Word Fellowship. You are a very visible church. You're right up in everybody's face, right on one of the most used highways in town. But not only is Living Word Fellowship a visible structure, the people who attend here are visible. We are highly visible people. I remember when Tom and I first chose to come here, one of my friends took me aside privately and said, do you know they cast a demon out in that church? <laughs> So the community sees us. I wasn't quite sure what you're supposed to do with a demon if he presents other than cast him out. But um, we are a visible church, and God has intended that for us. Um, this year, God is going to establish the government of the kingdom, not only within our church, but in our sphere of influence. And he's been telling me that every single one of us have a metron or a sphere of influence where we are supposed to be a priest and a king and that we have an influence in that. And he has made you like a light that he has set on the hill that nobody is going to be able to not see that light. You're going to be highly visible. And he gave me a scripture for Living Word Fellowship this morning, and it's Isaiah 62.10. It says, walk out of the gates, get going. Get the road ready for the people. Get at it. Clear the debris. Hoist the flag. Signal to all the people. Yes, God has broadcast to all the world 
tell daughter Zion, and that's us. Zion is the habitation of God, and that's what we have. We are the habitation of God. So he says, tell daughter Zion, look, your Savior comes, ready to do what he said he'd do, prepared to complete what he promised. I love that, ready to complete what he promised. Zion will be called new names, holy people, God redeemed, sought out city not forsaken Good word. Awesome. <clears throat> one thing I've learned about the prophetic is a lot of times there's already something stirring in you and you don't necessarily know what it is and sometimes you don't necessarily like it because you're feeling like somebody's moving the furniture in you and you're not sure, is this God or is this not? And all of a sudden, when you get the prophetic word, you get clarity because the enemy thrives on confusion. And if you're feeling confused, oh, man, he just he seizes that. And when you get that prophetic word, all of a sudden the confusion leaves and you see God at work. And that ignites you then to co-labor with God in this thing. And, and so I'm like, oh, Lord, forgive me if I was fighting you because I wasn't sure if it was you. So that's what I believe the Lord is doing in part today. He is causing the confusion to leave so that we can co-labor with him. And as we're co-laboring with him, we are walking out our own individual destinies. And so I had the word paragon drop into my spirit. And I thought, Paragon, that's not even in my vocabulary. So I went and looked it up. And that means a model of excellence or perfection. And so I believe the Spirit to be saying that last year was a time of upheaval and transition. And that is now giving way to the purpose. More clearly, you will see me coming out in you. Your love is the trait that is being developed and refined. It is the force that crumbles strongholds, conquers over the adversary, and overcomes all obstacles. Because we know scripture tells us that love conquers all. My peace and love are inseparable. They are linked for a reason. I am the paragon. And again, that means I am the model of excellence or perfection. You are made in my likeness. I am in you. And I am transforming your weaknesses into strengths. I am changing you into me. Study me. You know... Um, <coughs> I sat down uh, December 28th because I thought, okay, it's getting to be the end of the year, and I know it's time for a word of the Lord for 2012. I sat down there, and <coughs> what the Lord told me was, go get all those things done that are on your mind, and then come back, and I'll tell you later. <laughs> that was my word. <coughs> So I did, and it wasn't till the next day I sat down. But, you know, 
most of you know my mother went to be with the Lord on the 4th of December, and so that has uh, kept ringing in my mind, and it's been hard to, to focus. So uh, this is a little out of my comfort zone, what he said, but, you know, um, that's one way I know it's God <laughs> because I, don't, I didn't think it up. So Living Word Fellowship is about to outgrow its borders. As you've invited me in to lead and you have walked in love, there's a transformation, not only in the pastors, the leaders, and the people, but in the entire face of Living Word Fellowship Church. I'm not sending those to, I am now sending those to help with the growth, financially, numerically, and spiritually. I'm sending givers to you, for you are a giving church. And what you sow returns many times multiplied. You've been through a huge transition, and now things will settle in with pure teaching and preaching, and growth comes because of the nourishment coming from the pulpit and the love coming from all the people. This is expansion time. Truly, you'll need to stretch out your tent and enlarge your borders there must be those in place to care for the new ones and make them feel welcome and loved. This is the hour of my government. <laughs> How many times have you heard that? My kingdom advancing and angels visiting your worship. Okay, time out. My tongue is stuck to the roof of my mouth. <coughs> Listen up, Tatum. Praise and worship will be so exciting and refreshing and revealing. And my giftings and the people will be exposed and used. The music, including singers and instruments, will blend together with angelic sounds. The music will capture the hearts of the new ones as well as your love flowing from me out of you. No one is left out. I have a place or a position for every person who makes Living Word Fellowship Church their home. There will even be dancers to add to the music. Hello, Tenille. Everyone is important, and they will know this, is this as they sit in worship and praise and preaching. There's even a fresh anointing on your pastors, and miracles will begin because of their faith and the love walk they are purposed to. This same anointing will flow out of them to other pastors and leaders and from these to the entire congregation. Their reach will be extended as they minister to those in other places. Their strength will increase as they move in a different anointing. This is a year of delight. No dread, no tears, no lack. This is a time of fruition of your labors and rewards for faithfulness. I will show myself to those who seek me with their whole heart. There will be fresh revelation of who I am, what I am, where I am, and how I am. I will literally walk off the pages of my word and fill you with knowledge and revelation hitherto unknown to you. It's a year of romance between me and my church. 
I'm bringing my people to their promised land. And the promises you thought would never happen will come forth this 2012 year. O people, rejoice in me, for you will see my kingdom advanced and clearly formed for others to see. I have waited for these days, and now they are upon you. Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say, rejoice. That's, no, you can have my water. That's, that's cool. Um, Paragon, how do you spell that? P-A-R-A-G-O-N. Anything activated yet? Y'all didn't sit down in one room and come up with all this together. Y'all separately tried to hear from the Lord. See, the Bible says that we prophesy in part and we know in part. So you take the pieces and you put them together. It's like a jigsaw puzzle or a motif that is you're putting things together and you're able to come up with that. Here's what I'd like for you to do. If maybe you have a word from the Lord in here, I want you to write it down and give it to Virginia, okay? Write it down. It might be just a couple of sentences, but you know that you know that you know that you've heard that from the Lord about this body today. And then be able to, to give it to Virginia. And, and the cool thing about it is, is there is confirmation. The Bible says by two or three witnesses, let everything be established or confirmed. Okay, So it's like there's some things that you're going to hear. Sean and I didn't sit down and talk about the prophetic word. We didn't sit down and talk with Linda about it. We didn't sit down and talk with Linda Poston about it. We didn't sit down. We just said, what did you hear from the Lord? So the Lord, I don't know, it just seems like, it just seems like he's growing things in us. Why don't, let's let him do it. Why do we fight against that? Like you were talking about, why do we fight against that thing? Um, there's a couple things that, and I'm going to, read the word that the Lord had given to me and I want us to pray but how many of you feel right now that there's something that was spoken that you think you can get a hold of and you got a few got six eight now 20 okay that's very good because I want you to hear what the Lord said to me I am I, I don't just I don't know I'm gifted differently we're all gifted differently and I just don't flow like Pastor Virginia flows you know and you know she can just flow with it. And, and, and hers is different than Kelly's, and hers is different than Linda's, and Linda's is different than Linda's, and Linda's is different than mine. And, you know, it's different. Tatum, once you flow prophetically, and it's, just, it's just different. So I flow differently than other people, and sometimes I feel like I don't even flow at all. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like, okay, I, I, I don't even flow any law. I get, kind of get stuck. But knowing the things that you heard this morning, here's what the Lord was sharing with me. I've got a couple scriptures. Uh, um, thank you, Sean, for that. If you guys want to write that word down, a model or pattern of excellence. Wow. Or a particular excellence. Or I wrote down a, a model of excellence or perfection, right? That is, that, that's a powerful word. I have to look at, have to get the root of that. Let me give you just some things that I feel like that the Lord, if you, if you got your Bibles, 
Um, well, turn with me to John chapter 4 because we're going to go there, there in, just a, in just a few minutes. Linda, Linda Poston, you, were you reading out of the Message Bible? Okay, I thought you were when, when you started reading that. I like the way they put some things there. I made some notes. Um, Sean said something about reworking and restructuring. He said something about advancing God's government. Linda said to look for the 12 and about safety and strength and working together, walking together. Um, Linda Poston talked about the visible church. My philosophy on church is not that the community is here for the church. The church is here for the community. And I've stood before the city council and said that very same thing. So the church should be visible. I know we're visible on Monday nights. I know there's a lot of other times that we're, we're visible, and I think you don't realize how visible you are. We know that we receive sometimes calls and prayer requests for this for us our church to pray for people that you would think, I don't even know if they like us. But they know that you know him. She said, establish the government of the kingdom, Metron, sphere of influence. And in Isaiah 62, Kelly talked about co-laboring with him and, of course, the paragon and seeing God coming out in you and to, to study him. And I would even say learn him, learn him even more. Virginia, I don't know where to begin on that. It just it was basically out of her comfort zone. I was like, I think we talked about that already, but you had written that down. Um, outgrowing its borders, expansion, enlargement. And it's not, not like, okay, what programs can we do and how can we do these programs? It's not about that. Because those things should be a byproduct of what's in your heart. Okay? I don't want to do something to do it. We've had people that said, well, well, how come we're not a clothes closet? How come we don't have clothes? Because we do food. And we do it very well. And, and well, well, how about this? How come we don't do this? We can't be everything to everybody. But as the Lord leads and we step out and do certain things, it has to be from here. It has to be from the heart. There is enough programs. There's enough plans. There's enough things out there that you can find what you want to find. Okay? And you can't get everything you need from a program or a plan. But how many of you know we can get everything we need from him? And the spirit of the Lord lives on the inside of you. God's not a distant God. He's a personal, intimate, relational God. And I know that some people have well, personally been upset with me because we can, or us, because we can have a personal, intimate relationship with this God. And I'm not going to apologize for that at all. But Virginia talked about a huge transition. I don't know what all that means, and we don't have to figure this word out. Hello? We don't have to sit down in our own mind, in our own ways, and say, how do we do this? How do we figure this out? 
How many of you know when we follow him and he directs our steps that we will walk into what he has for us and we can look back and go, ooh, that was that. That was that. That's where we walked into that. Ooh, that was good. That, you know, we walked into that. Nurture and love. Praise and worship, exciting and refreshing. We need God's presence. If the when the presence of God shows up, he can do more in a second than we can do more in a year. The presence of God shows up. He can change a hard heart to a soft, pliable one. When the presence of God shows up, our ideology, our theology, or the way we think can be so changed to line up with him. The other thing they talked about was dancers, fresh anointing, um, romance, these sort of things. But let me share with you, my words aren't long. But this is what I felt that the Lord was saying. That of course, the number 12 is the number of government. He said, we will learn to experience God's government in a greater measure. See if this fits with anything else that we've heard today. God's government, God's rule, God's destiny, God's plans, God's purposes. Some are going to begin to enter into the kingdom living this year. You're going to enter into the kingdom living this year. You enter into God's purposes, God's plans, his desires. You can say, well, I'm saved. You can be saved in living outside the kingdom of God. There's a whole nother teaching and understanding on that. But you can begin to step into those things. I don't know who that's going to be this year, and I, I pray that it's all of us. But the real truth is, is that some will go before others. Okay? They sent 12 spies into the land of Canaan. Two came back with a good report. The two that had the good report were overshadowed by the 10 that didn't. Okay? So you can enter in, and I'm believing it's you. You're going to enter in. I'm believing it's me. We're going to enter in to that kingdom of God. There will be a sort of first fruit. So those of us that, I say us because I want to be one of them, Justin. I, don't, I want to be one of them that steps into that. Those of us that will be a first fruit of the things to come. Romans 14, 17. Romans 14, 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness and peace and joy where in the holy spirit so if you look at this scripture let's just look at it just on the surface righteousness is not just by itself although righteousness is we are righteous only because of what jesus has done for us i cannot give enough money away or food to the poor to make me any more righteous than i am today because if I can, and if that is the case that I do, then my righteousness is an earned righteousness. And the righteousness that I have received, I have received it from Christ and I didn't earn it. Hello? Well, I want to do good works. Well, that's right. That's, that's a byproduct of your righteousness in which Jesus has done for us. Oh, come on, somebody. I need an amen this morning. Amen? So, we've, so he says it's righteousness. It's not eating and drinking. But it's righteousness, what? And peace. Anybody need some peace? 
you're going to have some peace. I'm going to declaring to you today that you are going to have peace in situations and circumstances that you come up against this year. People are going to say, I don't know how you're able to handle it. I don't know how you can deal with it. And you're going to begin to know that's me stepping into the kingdom of God. That's me living in the righteousness, right relationship with God. I am right relationship with God because of what Jesus has done for me, and I am walking in the peace of God in the midst of that fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew about the peace of God. Daniel laid his head down in the lion's den because he knew about the peace of God. And there's going to be some Daniels in here today. I'm here to tell you this year, the year 2012, the Daniels are coming forth. And the lions are going to be around and you're going to be going. Aren't you worried? Aren't you worried? You're supposed to worry. It's a worry. You better worry. You better get worried. It's a worry. It's a bad thing. I mean, things are difficult. It's bad. And you're going to be going. Is it morning yet? You guys really make awesome pillows. You're going to begin to step in that. See, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness and peace. And what? Joy. Woo! Joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart, I got the peace of God that transcends all understanding. Down in my heart. Down in my heart today. They're like, how can you, you know, how can you sing and how can you be joyous? I mean, don't you know that there were trillions of dollars in debt? I got news for you. We may be trillions of dollars in debt, but that's the kingdom of man. I belong in the kingdom of God. I belong as a royalty, an heir, a son of the most high God. My kingdom, there's no lack. My kingdom, there's no sickness. My kingdom, there's no disease. My kingdom, there is righteousness, joy, and peace. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Hallelujah. That's the kingdom I come from, amen? What about you? If you want to come from a kingdom that is broke, busted, and disgusted, and it has a terrible attitude and doesn't want, then you can live there. But I'm not living there because this year, prophetically, we are entering in. We are moving in to have peace when there's not peace, to be able to have joy when there's sadness and sorrow. You're going to have sadness and sorrow. There's going to be times in your life where things are going to be difficult on the outside, but on the inside, you're going to have a peace. There's going to be an assurance. There may be some things that are going to come against you this year, and you're going to say, wait a minute. I'm going to stay in the kingdom of God. I'm going to stay in his righteousness. I'm going to stay in his joy. I'm going to stay in his peace, and I'm going to get through this situation. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, let's give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Anyways, that's just the scripture to kind of go with some of the things they prophetically were talking about, the kingdom of God. As I positioned, I said, I said, Lord, what else? And he said, let go of what you're trying to hold on to. Let go of what you're trying to hold on to. I know some people that have made it financially. And guess what they're trying to do? Hold on to it. I worked hard. I'm going to earn it. Now I'm in a mode of, gosh, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were talking about, a person that was very wealthy, but they were in a mode of, of like, I got it. I don't want to lose it again. Do you see what I'm getting at? Well, when the Lord was, was speaking to me, he said, let go of what you got your hand on. How many of you know, Bryce, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use you just a second, if you will, please, sir. Could you come on up here? Okay, well, just hold, hold on to that bottle. Okay, okay. Okay, now, 
Um, I got I got something I want to give him. I want to give him. This is a gift. I can't use that hand. I got to use the other. I want to I want to give him this gift. Now this is this is like one of these iPhone four things. It's got all. See, are you see what I'm getting at? His principle is is I want to give this to you, okay? But he might be able to get it. But what about if I had something bigger? See, what we do is we get caught holding on to what we want to. And God has something else to give us, but we've got our hand around what we've got to get a hold of. Come on, somebody. And then he says to let go of this this year. So you're going to let go of this. And now he can begin to what? Your hand's open. He can begin to put in to your hand what he wants to put into it. But sometimes we are so holding on to what we feel like that we've worked hard to achieve when really and truly God's the one that's given it to us. So he's done that. So we open our hands. Open your hand. I want you to open your hand. I want you to look at everybody. I want you to look at your hand and, 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 and open your hand and say, my hand is open. Say this, my hand is open and I'm ready to receive. Don't you know that God wants to give you more things? I'm not talking about just stuff, but he wants to give you peace. He wants to give you that joy, right? He wants to give you strength. He wants to give you more things than you really want from him. He wants to overflow that. Say, I received this year in 2012. Amen. Thank you. Let's give Bryce a hand. Praise the Lord. So we've got to, as I was sitting there and I wrote it down, I was like, okay, let go of the things that you're trying to hold on to. He said, man cannot receive anything unless it's given from heaven. Do you know that's a scripture? And, he, and I said, Lord, that's a, that's a scripture. He said, go to John. So I went to John. I looked it up myself. Uh, some of you guys, Lord might just give you the address. Go to, you know, Luke 721, and that's great. But God just kind of says, John. And I'm like, okay, when? And he was like, you, you find it yourself. Because when I find it, hello, I've found it. We'll get to that in just a minute. And it's John 3.27. He says, man cannot receive anything unless it's been given to him from heaven. How many of you know I want to receive some heaven things? A hand that is ready to receive is open and not closed. Let me say that again. A hand that is ready to receive is, everybody say open. Come on, open it up. Come on, it, it's, it's, it's ready to receive. It's ready to receive. Sometimes God's wanting to get stuff to us, and we just, just got a whole lot of stuff here, Lord. I'm just carrying this stuff, but I'm holding on to it. Lord said, I, I, want, you to, I want you to get to the place where you can let me take care of those things. And I want you to get to the place where you can see clearly. And you can begin to see it came from my hand and not from what you've done. So 2012, we're going to keep our hand open. And you know what? <laughs> Some of you might say, well, then I receive it. Then I get it. <laughs> no, no. He said, once you get it, to keep your hand open. Because it may be something that you have to give to somebody else. It may be something that you are a distribution center. Think about the glory of God or the goodness of God or the grace of God is unmerited, undeserved favor. If God is giving us that, then don't you think he wants you to give it to others? So how about if you receive it and you give it away? 
That's why Jesus said it, you're more blessed than to what? Than to give it away than to receive it. You know what I mean? You're, it's more blessed for you to give than to receive. So we're going to get into that. This year of government will be a aligning, Sean. <laughs> I wrote it down. A realigning. And here's what he said. Do not let disappointments from your past keep you from your victories in your future. Let me say that again. Don't let the disappointments from your past keep you from the victories of your future. See, sometimes we're so holding on to something. I got hurt in the past. I'm not going to do it again. Oh, no, I can't do that. I got hurt. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm, and we hold on to that hurt that he wants us to move into what he has for us in the future because how many of you know that there's some victory coming in the future? Oh, no, come on, somebody. There's some Super Bowls. There's some world championships. There's some rings. There's, there's stuff that's going on. There is some, because of what Jesus Christ has done for us, we have the victory. Say victory. Okay, real quick, and we'll, we'll get to it. And I know you've heard this before. And I know that I've, that's my scripture. But the word kept coming was trust. Say trust. Come on, say it three times. Trust, 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 trust. Trust. I go, trust. I'm a trust. I'm a trust you, God. He said, the word is trust. It's been said before, and I'll say it again. This year will be a year of trust. This is going to be a year of trust. This isn't just for me. It's for you. Trust when you're not sure. Trust when you're not sure. I'm not sure. Is it God? Is it not God? Is it me? Is it the Holy Spirit? Is it something else? We're going to trust when we're not sure. Trust when you don't see. Trust when you feel like that you're in a dark closet and you can't find the doorknob. Trust when you really don't see, although you, you know you've heard a word from the Lord, you know you're stepping into some things, you know there's some change taking place in your life, but you've got to trust even when you don't see. You've got to trust. The other thing that he said when to, to be able to trust him was trust him when it's darkest. Trust him when it's darkest. You may lose a loved one this year. There may be issues that go on and happen in your life. You've got to trust him when it's darkest. Here's another one too. Trust him when you don't understand. Trust him when you don't understand. I don't understand, but I trust you. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. And we say, why, God? When we don't understand, we say, why, God? He said, trust me when you have to say, why, God? Trust me when you don't understand. Trust him with provision this year. Trust him with provision this year. God's got a way. Say that. God's got a way. Say it again. God's got a way. But, God's got a way. But, because how many of you, I've done that. I was like, well, God's got a way. And they're like, well, but you, 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 you but, but, but you didn't, you, 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 what about this? And what about that? I mean, God's got a way. God's got a way. God's got a way. Remove the but. And say, God's got a way. Come on, say it again. God's, tell somebody, God's got a way. 
Tell them, God's got a way. And in the midst of what you're going through, you're going to trust him. I don't understand, but God's got a way. I don't, it's my darkest time, but God's got a way. I don't know. I can't see. I'm blind, but God's got a way. I'm not sure which way to go, what direction, but God's got a way. I don't know about my provision, but God's got a way. God's going to make a way. He will make a way through the dry land. He will bring water and rivers through a dry land because God has got a way. Woo, hallelujah. I got one amen over here with Johnny. Hallelujah. So God's got a way. Say God's got a way. Trust. Trust. You write that down, put that in there, big well, put it on your mirror. I don't know, take your wife's lipstick, write it on the mirror and say, trust. Or eyeshadow or stuff. How do they do that? Is that eyeshadow just, can it write on a mirror? Or is it just that little thingy dingy that does a thingy dingy? Listen, these are highly technical terms up here. Thingy dingy. John chapter 4, you there? We're going to read verses 7 through 45. John chapter 4, verses 7 through 45. Real quickly, just follow along with me. And I want to focus on verse 42. This is a, what the Lord was saying is that Samaritan experiences would happen. Uh, John chapter 4, verse 7. And there came a woman from Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Therefore, the Samaritan woman had said, said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me a drink since I'm a Samaritan, a Samaritan woman? The Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and he said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, Give me a drink, you would ask him and you would be giving living water, living water. And he said to him, Sir, she said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where then do you get this living water? You're not greater than our father Jacob, are you? Who gave us this well to drink from himself and his sons and his cattle. Jesus answered and he said, everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so I will not be thirsty and and come to all this way here to draw. And he said to her, go, call your husband and come here. And the woman answered. She said, I have no husband. And Jesus said, you've answered correctly. I have no husband for you have had five husbands. But the womb, the one whom you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. And the woman said to him, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped him in this mountain, and the people say that in Jerusalem is a place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming, and neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You will worship what you do, you worship what you do not know. We worship what we know from salvation, for salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming, and now is the time when the true worshiper will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks, and will we worshipers? God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in what? Spirit and truth. Verse 25. And the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When the one comes, he will declare or declare all us things. Excuse me. He will declare all things to us. Jesus said to her, Sometimes we think Jesus didn't ever reveal who he was. There's, he reveals to her, he says, Guess what? I'm the one who you speak of. I'm him. I'm he. And at this point, the disciples came, and they were amazed that he'd been speaking with the woman. 
And yet no one said, why do you seek? Or who do you seek? Or do you speak with her? So the woman left her water pot, and he went into the city, and they said to the men, come, see, a man who has told me the things that I have not done. Jesus was prophesying to her, wasn't he? Huh? He said, "This is not the Christ. See, this is not the Christ, is it?" And they went out of the city, and they were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, "Rabbi, eat, eat." And he said to them, "I have food that you know not of." And it wasn't about he had some little Debbie snuck away. It wasn't about, "Honey, what you doing at midnight in that cabinet? I'm getting a little Debbie Swiss cake." You know what I'm saying? And a glass of milk. It wasn't about that. He said, I have some food that you don't know about. So the disciples, they were saying to one another, no one brought him anything to eat, did he? And Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields for they are white for harvest. I think we need to start looking. The harvest is ready. Already those who, who reaps, excuse me, already he who reaps is receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life, that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in the case that is saying true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap for which you have not labored. Others have labored and have entered into their labor. So from that city, many of the Samaritans believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. They believed in him because of what? The woman that testified. The word of the woman that testified, they began to start knowing this, is, this guy prophesied and this is the Christ. So they began to know him through the woman. Are you with me? I just want to establish that. They became to know Christ through this woman. Are you with me? Are you there? Say, I'm there. Verse 40, so when the Samaritans came to Jesus, they were asking him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more believed because of his word. And they were saying to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard ourselves and know that the one is indeed the Savior of the world, that this one is indeed is the Savior of the world. Verse 43, after two days he went from there into Galilee, for Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things that he did in Jerusalem at the feast, for they themselves also went to the feast. Turn with me to verse 42. Look at verse 42. This is what I believe that the Lord is speaking to us prophetically for 2012. And they were saying to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe. What's the rest of the scripture say? For we have heard for ourselves and know that the one this one is indeed the savior of the world let me break this down i got to have simple stuff I, if it's too complicated for me i don't understand it i believe that 2012 establishing the government of god the kingdom of god in the earth people are going to say you've told me about christ and i may have believed because you told me about christ but now they're going to say, you don't have to tell me. I've experienced it. Oh, come on, somebody. I've heard you talk about him. I've heard you talk about his love. I've heard you talk about these things. But I don't have to know him through you any longer. I now can know him 
on my own. In fact, I do know him on my own. So I'm telling you, the spirit of the living God is invading homes. He is invading businesses. He is invading government. He is invading education. He is invading the media. There, You better start looking for it. You're going to begin to start seeing these Tebow people begin to show up and say, it's not about playing football. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to stand up and say, yeah, hallelujah. Them guys are willing to stand up and not be ashamed of the gospel, and they're willing to stand up today and say that's what it's about. Because you know what? It wasn't about because they found out through a woman. It wasn't because they found out through another man. It was because they had a personal experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, let's give him some praise. Hallelujah. Will you stand to your feet this morning? Have we got, a, have we got somebody to play the keyboard this morning? Susan, sneak out on us. You want to play, go up and play a few chords on your guitar, please? How about these words today? Can you do something with them? Pastor Shelley might have a word that throughout this year. We got some certificates we want to be able to give out. I know you've, what, what happened today is that you guys have just been fed a buffet. <laughs> and after the buffet, Larry, we just go, oh, that was good. And then next, tomorrow we forget about what we ate. But I really believe that God is really beginning to highlight some things in our lives. And in the middle of this buffet, he's saying, here you are. We're wanting to not only put it out for you, but it's time for you to begin to eat. It's time for you to begin to be fed. Amen? So maybe some of you have not experienced the love of God. I want you to be able to know about Christ and His love, not because a woman has told you, or you've heard it from your husband or your wife or your aunt or uncle or cousin. I want you to continue to talk to people about Christ and show them in your life. That's, that's a given. But we want you to have an encounter with the Spirit of the living God today. Just put your hand upon your chest. Father, right now we're praying for encounters. God, I pray for your people here today that we've come. It is a new year. And I'm thankful for turning the page. I'm thankful that last year was a year that, that might have been difficult. And that there was sweet and sorrow and, and there were joy and, and pain in the, in the same time. And I thank you that we're closing the chapter on 2011. Those of you that are here this morning that just are ready to close the chapter on 2011, I just want you to lift your hand. If you're ready just to close that, that door for that year. Not that it was a bad year, but you're ready to move on to something. I see all your hands. You can put your hand back on your chest. 